0: That album podcast, album-oriented rock format, international music coverage of rock, hot drops played in local music scenes, the street-level opinion of music you should hear. We all need some real rock and roll in our lives. That album is an independent Canadian broadcast, bringing the best of unsigned, underground, independent rock to you. Enjoy
1: All, it's Shay, and this is that album podcast with co host Charlie Aiken. We have Jim Crean on the show today. Incredible talent, incredible history in the rock space. You really need to take up his music if you haven't heard it. And Screamtaker is a new band uh, involving uh, Jim Crean, Finney Apice, and Steph Hahn. And They're going to be releasing that anytime soon. So check out this podcast and enjoy the show. Cheers. We're going to start the show with an incredible track Shattered Mirror.
0: Christmas journey
2: Hey Jim, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast.
3: Good. How you guys doing?
2: Good. Hey, so Jim's with Scrim Taker. Uh, just so you know, what's going on uh, for our podcast and my love co-host Shay
0: Drinkwater. Yeah, <laughs> Shay D.
1: <laughs> Nobody spells my name just right. No, like, oh, I came yeah, that works. up a long time huh. ago. Or mysterious, anyways. Yeah, Shay D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I got that. Thank you so much, Jim, yeah. for coming on the show. God, you're incredibly Indeed. talented. Love your Thank voice. Thank you guys for love having Love your me. voice. Oh, great. It's a great incredible. To have them. Well, we, we had listened to before the chat, we listened to mm. Shattered Mirror. I love the track. I'd love you to tell us a bit about that. Uh, and also have Charlie's take on the track as well. So you're on, Jim. Yes, that's a, a cool that?
3: song. Um, I basically wrote that song about, um, I was watching kind of an old horror movie and um, it, it, I got the idea of, you know, being like trapped in, in a mirror, you know, like trapped in a mirror. And um, yeah, so then, you know, wow. for, for ages upon ages, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of years. So you'd seen all kinds of different um, you know, I guess, fashions and decades of, different, you know, parts of history, and then one day the mirror shattered, you got out, you know, Wow. so words are like, I walk across broken glass, shattered mirror, I'm free at last, right, um, this prophecy has forsaken me, so many things I can't unsee, so it's like, those are the first of it, so in other words, there's so many things that they saw that were horrible that you didn't want to see and there's you know so that's kind of the concept of and I thought it was a really cool idea and um you know that's very cool idea I like it yeah it's different you know yeah very
1: so how do you how do you approach when uh something with a song are you always motivated by something in your sphere like watching a movie or seeing two people interact or something personal, like a breakup. You know, or I mean, anything it, like that? Really,
3: I don't go out. When I get a song in mind, I don't write like, "Hey, I'm going to write the song about a breakup or love affair." So I don't do that. I just kind of whatever the the feel the song the song starts taking me. Right. So um, you know, with this particular album,
0: yeah.
3: Uh, Steph, um, the guitar player in the band, Steph Hahn from uh, France, he he sent me a bunch of. Uh, the music like the guitar riffs and whatnot so once he sent that to me I, I just kind of went with what the melody I heard um on top of the music and then I, I just kind of came up with concepts for each different song um there's a song on there on the record that's real similar to uh it, it's it's basically about what was going on during the crazy times during COVID with um the lockdowns um, you know, it's called Frontline. So it's about songs of how, you know, they were rioting in the cities and just, just ridiculous. People just acting ridiculous. Well, that's what that song, one of the songs is about. So it was just basically, I try and keep it current events, but then after, you know, say a decade, decade after this album's out, they're not current events anymore. So you kind of got to keep it, um, when, I, when I write anyways, I kind of keep it um, kind of up to interpretation. So it's kind of what you hear Different than maybe what I thought the song was about. Yeah, yeah makes total
1: it makes sense. Makes
3: a lot of sense. Makes
1: so sense. So is it a full? Yeah, a yeah. Full we have eleven songs. We
3: just actually completed a, l- a song um, last week, so it's in final production right now. Um, we have a producer, Artie Dylan. Uh, he's producing the record. He's the same. He's my guitar player in my in my band. I play with with Vinnie and Carmen. A piece. band called the. Peace Brothers, yeah. So I he's saw. the guitar player for that band, and he's actually producing the record. And um, we just did the last song, uh, which is a perfect way to end the song. It's a song called Shine On, and it's a perfect ending of an album the, the song. We're a long kind of droning song, and it, it really fits a great way to complete this album. All that's it. Is it? You a know,
1: there's really no ballads on
3: this uh, album. It's it just I, kind I, of cool. Which is yeah, kind of cool. I
2: saw that. And so just how did you guys meet? How'd you guys connect? Who? Uh, so you and the um,
3: Apsis, Vinny and uh, Carmen. Oh, I've been playing with those guys in a band. Like I said, it's called the Peace Brothers Drum Wars for about yeah. 11 years.
2: Oh, okay, 11, wow.
3: eleven yeah. years. I've been with those guys forever. And I've toured the world with those guys. And my we're going back out in August. So, I, you know, I've been with those guys forever. And Vinny uh, was, had a project going about six, five, six years ago with Steph. Um, he met him in Los Angeles, and Vinny asked me if I wanted to sing on it. And that's how I became really good friends with Steph. And before, you know, it, Steph and I were writing songs together. And, and then, and of course, Vinny playing drums on them and Rudy right. Sardo and some, some big players. Yeah, yeah, some really big names you've got behind
2: you. I was, I, I, went through all your stuff, all your videos. are all absolutely super, super
3: well done and definitely top class, so well done. I appreciate that. So when this project happened, um, like I said, initially we started writing songs because Steph and Vinny both and all these guys played on my album. My last album uh, was called L- The London Fog. And you know I wrote all the songs on that album got them over to Stefan and Stefan would tweak them and, and make them a little stronger. And this time around, we started, came up, we came up with the idea of, well, let's make another Jim Crane record uh, initially, you know, this during COVID this, we've been writing this album for about a year and, you know, and yeah. so he, Stefan goes, well, I got some great song ideas. So he sent them to me and they were a lot different than what I normally would write. They were real dark and like real heavy and real black Sabbath sounding. And I said, wow, this is something cool, you know? Yeah. You know, when I play with the Peace Brothers, we do a ton of Sabbaths. We do a lot of Dio. You know, we do the, the retrospective of the Brothers' career. So once these songs came out and, and he started sending me stuff I like, go, wow, this is really cool. So I got it over to Vinny once I put down my, you know, melodies and my vocals and my, my lyrics he you know played the drums almost just like he did when he was in Black Sabbath. These 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 albums could be like right off of I, I say it's like a, a, a child of mod, the mob Rules by Black Sabbath and maybe Holy Diver. That's how that's how <laughs> cool. Wouldn't you would you agree? Yeah,
2: like yeah. I also checked out Stefan's page and uh, he's he's also got an incredible voice too. By the way, I noticed. Sure. Yeah. And, and so yeah, you guys, oh, you guys yeah. have got definitely yeah. that Very that calm. sort of Black Sabbath feel to you.
3: Yeah, so then once we started writing these songs yeah. and it started becoming what, what this is, is um you know, I said to Steph, I go, We should just make this not a Jim Crean record, because it doesn't have that flavor of what Jim Crean records are. And I got nine solo albums out. So right. uh, all the albums are really more more AOR kind of commercial rock metal sounding. And this sounds just downright hard and heavy. And so this is really gonna throw the the Jim Crean fans off a little bit and it, so let's want to make this a band? And Vinny loved the idea. Vinny goes, Vinny goes, yeah, this is definitely like a more of a, a band feel. So that is cool.
1: That's cool. So it it's is. a game and, and changer. This, this is like
3: the first, you know, album I'm putting out in a while. Um, so it's, I'm coming out with an actual project band, you know. So once we decided that, um, we started shopping the album around, and we we just we just literally inked a deal, a really big label. And with great distribution, worldwide distribution, and um, yeah, our, our agent Jeff Collier, wow. um went and chased down a deal for us, and uh, we got we got great management with, with Jeff Keller, um from Artery. You know, he handles a lot of big bands. He handles the Peace Brothers as well. But so I went to him and said, "Hey, look, at, I got this I got this album in my hands. What can we do with it?" And he said, "Let me shop this for sort a of deal." Uh, wow.
1: That's incredible. You've been in the business a long time. You said nine albums, but uh, you've also been connected and uh, very close friends with a lot of uh, uh, well-known people. Uh, One of them, Phil Narrow, uh, he produced your first solo record. I was blown away by that. He's incredible. It's it's sad Mm -hmm. that he uh, passed away.
3: My best friend. I mean, you know, I've known Phil.
1: Oh, I'm oh, sorry. It's heartbreaking. I didn't he's coming up on up the one year
3: anniversary uh, in a couple weeks. Wow. And um,
1: yeah, he, he was, it was, it was a uh, what a hit to the music industry. Yeah. In um, so yeah.
3: Phil and I have been friends since 1983. Yeah. Um, so he produced wow. my first, he's my first four, four, uh, five albums. And but the first one you're talking about, yeah, we did um, in the early '90s. But we actually wrote songs in like '90, '84, '85, and we started writing songs together. Um, and then by the time '90 came, it is like '88, '89. Um, we decided let's record these, and that's when we did the first my first album. But he, I was in a band called Strutter, and he he produced that one too, and he he sang background vocals on it and wrote some songs with me on that album too. So. Phil and I have a huge history. And in, in, like you said, in, in Canada, are you from Canada, Shay?
1: I'm Toronto born and raised and bred. Awesome. I'm in <laughs> the country yeah. now. Yeah, so I, I toured Canada. Yeah. Right out of high
3: school, I toured Canada for two years straight. Um, and, 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 and Phil yeah. and I, you know, we've, we've toured together and, and, and played in bands together forever since you we know, were kids. And, um, but yeah, in Canada, in my opinion, Phil was Huge name in Canada as far as, you know, hardworking, uh, just well-respected. Um, oh, you
1: know, yeah, so, very respected. Yeah.
3: And so Phil, pretty Phil, and if you look at also in some of the names, since you're Canadian, um, you would see on my first couple albums, a lot of big Canadian players like Steve Major. He produced it. You know, Steve won a bunch of Junos, yeah. and he's a, he's a big name. Uh, who else is on those? Um, Roger Banks. You know, I uh, Stan Michik, who also played with um, he, who didn't he play with? But guess who when he played in, and uh, Lee Aaron and Rick Emmett, and all those guys. So I have a lot of Canadian ties as well. Um,
1: yeah, you've been involved with the. I I think I saw. Honeymoon yeah, we I worked sweet with guys as as well, from there. Or... Honeymoon
3: sweet. Yep, I I worked with them all. So, because nice. don't forget, I'm in Buffalo, which is right over the borders. Right over, yeah. Area. Just across the line, throw a rock. Well, that's right. cool. I
2: mean, that's the beauty of the music industry, too, though, isn't it? Uh, is that, you know, there is this this inner group that you can, you know, get to know somebody just because you know somebody, because it's that's the wonder I find with the music industry.
3: Well, it's about networking. Yeah, you're right. And that's, in, in, yeah. in, uh, you know, the stronger, the harder work ethic you have, the more. Other musicians gravitate towards that. They say, "Hey, look yeah. at this."
0: this agree. You know.
1: Well, one thing I want to ask you before we listen to the uh, the uh, next track, which is "Werewolf," yeah. absolutely love it because I've never interviewed somebody that it's an iconic place. You headlined at yeah. the Whiskey and Go three, three
3: times actually. Did that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, would have, have tell been a cool
1: about experience? That? that's
3: incredible. Yeah, um, we did that in 2019. Well, I, I did it three times, I, I did it a bunch of times with the Peace Brothers. You know, we, we played there, I played there a bunch of times, but with the Peace Brothers, we headlined it. But the cool thing for me was doing it with the Jim Green Band. So, um, my label, uh, yeah, at the time, um, what happened was we did a, a showcase there and we headlined it, and Steve Sussman. Um, the, the label ANR guy, he uh, put the whole thing together, did a great job and um, it was great. So we filmed it for a live album DVD package. So we had a remote um, you know remote uh, recording unit there, mobile unit, and uh, they filmed it. so we were all excited. we got, got it back. We're like, okay great, let's put this thing out and then COVID hit. basically everything got stalled. So I have all that. That we, it will we'll uh, see the light of day because I have a label I'm talking to right now about releasing it. Um, so uh, hopefully, we're going to put that out on DVD and uh, you know, a vinyl and on you know, CD. So wow, that's cool. going to happen. Yeah.
1: Well, the energy of well, yeah, that, you know, wow, that room must just that bring up that. some
3: extra energy for sure. Oh, it's just you know the first time I played there, which was about probably oh, 15 years ago. Um, I played there with my band Hair Nation and uh, we headlined it with that band too. And uh, we had a killer crowd that night and just we're looking around like wow, Dorgs played here and all uh, you know, Van Halen, all these bands. And yeah, really, it, it spews into you, your mind when you're on stage like that. You go, Wow, okay, I bet, yeah. So, but to cool. headline it with my own project, my Jim Cream project,
1: incredible. Was really cool.
3: Cool. I bet some
2: extra pride in that one, right? <laughs> mm, right on.
1: I've done a lot of great things, Jim, in the business. Yeah, you've got proud of your career, and a lot of things are going to happen. And we're going to listen to Werewolf right now and (laughs) come back and talk about the song. (laughs) Yeah, woo!
2: Yeah, you've got some some really good, strong, solid sounds and some
3: great sounds that go with it too. I, I love your guys' stuff too. Yeah, that's a cool that's that's my favorite song off the record, to be honest with you, The Curse of the Werewolf. Um it's uh kind of, you know, like that the movie from, you know, the old movie from I think the fifties or forties called The Curse of the Werewolf. You know, I was watching it one night, and I don't even know why I was watching it, but I was. And then I I got this the music from Stefan. I went, I'm gonna write a song about that being you know cursed as a werewolf mythical werewolf type thing and um just never being able to you know to you know living through through the sands of time and having different loves you know in your life and, and then they die but you live forever that would be like that would be torture you know yeah it would be and that's what the song's about and finally you know th- that that line you just said that that was kind of the coolest and the coolest line in it so that's a cool song i'm really happy with that song and i love the way um that Artie produced it he put it like you said a lot of effects on it and cool sounds on it where it's it sounds really it sounds like a movie soundtrack it Sounds like it could, that could absolutely be at the end of a like a, a werewolf movie yeah
1: Artie did it did good work did great work and oh, he started great. in the business when he was about 15.
3: probably he was you know he's still young <laughs> me i mean he's he's still a kid to me but he's he's great he does a great job and he's a great guitar player as well as well so i mean you know
1: yeah well i love the track guitar work was incredible and that was done by steph yeah, right
3: definitely that's Steph. oh yeah that's Steph on guitar stuff does unbelievable guitar work and he also does keyboard and piano and so all that's oh, him yeah. you know and and bass he actually played bass on most of the record he's too. incredibly so talented Steph's, He's amazing, he's a very talented musician and, and a great guy and a great friend of mine. I, I consider him one of my closest friends now. I mean, I uh, I really bonded with him over the last four or five years, and um, he's I, he's really dear to my heart. So
1: where's the tour going to happen and will it happen?
3: Yeah, we're booking right now. We're looking at doing starting off in Brazil. That's kind of we had an offer oh, very cool. last summer for Brazil. Yeah, we had a great offer, a whole thing put together. And then again, this border nonsense put everything on hold. So then we looked at doing it, we were supposed to be starting in June and now that's still put off. So that's what we want to focus on because I think that to start off in Brazil, because you'll, you'll play in front of big crowds and big audiences there. That'll give us and they're
2: very of- appreciative of the rock and the hard rock scene too. Like Brazil is huge.
1: Oh yeah.
3: You're right, Charlie. Charlie's right. I mean, it's it's that's a great way to, to take a band like what we're trying to do with this thing and start it out and launch it off the right way, because yeah. they'll, A, they'll go out and buy all the records. Yeah,
0: correct. Yeah.
3: In B, they'll know all the words when we're singing when we're singing them, they'll know, they'll be singing along with us. Yeah. yeah. And what a great
1: feeling. Yeah, that's an incredible.
3: And see, that's a great, that's a good power trip to go out there and say, okay, great, we're onto something here and then come back to the States because it, it's a little humbling here in the States and Canada because there's so many bands and there's so much uh, people are really fickle in the States and in Canada as we know. Yeah, go true. All yeah, but, true. Scroll a lot on Facebook and let's say you really, you really catch their attention. Um, whereas in Brazil, you can put out an album and they'll buy it, whether they know who we are or not, they'll buy it and um, and they'll love it. They'll, they'll, they'll take it for what no, it is. Yeah, you
1: know? it's an incredible. It's incredible. Like actually, <clears throat> one of my one of my companies that uh, does music uh, management and promotion, we have offices in uh, Brazil. Oh,
0: yeah, awesome. It's
1: an it's an incredible. Uh, incredible market and very strong and very supportive of the rock and just uh rock genre yeah
3: well they are and um not even just brazil i mean the whole the whole european thing is it just seems in japan they really embrace this kind of music because they're kind of behind the times you know what i mean so they they embrace rock music still Whereas, I think not.
2: just overall, they seem to because you know my brother's a professional over there as well. I think just looking at the scene over there, from what I've seen, anyways, it's just a, a more of an appreciation too for rock and the harder rock. You know, where here we tend to be more North America, more
3: poppy, for lack of a better term, so that or new country,
2: right?
1: More commercial. You're totally
3: right. Yeah. yeah, country's big right now, but and to me personally, I just think country is just regurgitated uh, southern rock. Well, yeah, really, all, of course. All it is. Yeah. I listen to that and I go, "Wow, what's really different than Leonard Skinner here?" I just don't hear a difference. But
2: I said, "So I just find that a lot of these uh, country or some of the bigger ones have wandered a bit into the rock world, and I've listened to some of the stuff, and it's totally rock and roll. It's not even country anymore."
3: That's exactly what they're doing. So, I agree. Um, like, there's a there's a really good band called Cadillac Three. I don't know if you're familiar with any of this stuff, but they're like a they sound like a rock band. They're, in the, in the in the in the country genre and they, they're getting all the big gigs. I have a promoter friend who um, does a great job. And he's always saying to me, "Man, you should just cross over, just cross over to country because yeah. because <laughs> he can put me with some. I mean, he he started off with Eric Church, who's a megastar now, Florida yeah, Georgia mega. Line. So there's some big stuff yeah. there. Um, and I want to give a shout out to him. His name's uh, Ross Cat over at Back to Back Entertainment. So he um, he has some big. You know, he works with some big. Big players and he's always saying to me man you should cross cross over to the uh to the to the countryside to the and other you know, side crossover cross over.
1: <laughs> and why haven't you but,
3: because i'm a true rocker i've been yeah. you know doing this since i was 13 years old like hallelujah you know Good in the early you. days i phil used to always say to me too he says you should try and be more of a commercial commercialized singer but i'm I got that ronnie james deal kind of you know Steven tyler kind of rocks sound that I embraced it you know now I know that I'm, now I'm carrying the torch for it you know so yeah. it's and you different. definitely have that voice just to be clear so I think I think you're, you're still gonna
2: see even though I get there's more more fans so to speak on the countryside I still think
3: you know the, the way you play in your voice style you are in your sweet spot yeah yeah and and, and I embrace that because you know for the longest time I was trying you know you try and find yourself and figure out what What's gonna work, and I and I love when I see rock singers cross over to country, and it just it, they fail because it yeah. just doesn't. It's not them. No, and, it's know, not. And and I respect the guys who stay true to what they're what, they're, what they what they do. You know, yeah. one of my closest friends is Mike Tramp from uh, White Lion, really good friend of mine, and and I like I like what he did. Um, you know, he was the '80s, you know, poster guy. You know, I mean, great looking, cool hair, all that stuff. <laughs> And, and he had a he had the great eighty-sounding voice, but as he matured, he decided to, you know, discover his himself. And now he puts out a lot of acousticy albums, and he he really has that down to a science. He does a great job with it, and you know, he really found himself. So I always thought that was kind of cool that he found his way that way. Um, and I love when singers do that. And that's what I try and I think I did that too. You
0: know. Uh-
1: Nice. I think if people, if an artist is true to, to themselves, they put out better music and they reach plateaus that they never thought possible.
3: Yeah, because they're having fun yeah. doing it. That's why. Well, you write better songs because they're real. You're not just writing songs about, you know, going out and partying and and picking up women and 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 you know having a good time because that stuff's that's so cliche. It's you know who who cares about that anymore? You, yeah. I like I like listening to songs that have some kind of some kind of purpose. Yeah, I agree.
1: Well, definitely from what we've seen, both Charlie and I, uh, about what we've listened to uh, from that they're going to be part of the albums. It looks to be a really great release. Um, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, where's the best place for uh, fans to catch notice uh, when it's released? <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, you can go to my website, it's Jim Crean that's C R E A N net. Um, you can go to our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, uh just on you know, Scream Taker, just find that. You know, you can check out Steph Hans Facebook page, Vinny Apices um Facebook page. And then we're gonna have a website as well. So and then of course, um, our label will have distribution. So it's gonna be in all the all the record stores worldwide. So it's it'll be yeah, it'll be cool. hopefully take a lot of notice. Hopefully some of the bigger magazines like Slea's Rock and um, you know Labbermouth and you know, all those will pick it up and, and run with it. Super cool.
1: Yeah, that's incredible.
3: So, and then guys like you guys helping out with you know promoting it and, and doing interviews like this and getting the word out that that's believe me, you you know, it's tough enough in this business, but then when we got guys like you guys. Coming out and supporting us, that helps a lot. So I appreciate that.
1: Thank you, Jim. Thanks. uh, We both appreciate it, right, Charlie?
3: Yeah, Yeah.
1: definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jim, and telling us about the album and giving us a glimpse about you and Scream Taker and the band.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Jim Green. Woo! I love it. (laughs) Great chatting with you guys. We'll talk
2: soon. All right. Look forward to it.
0: And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the show. Sponsored by The Buzzer Media. Thank you to the artists who share their music. Our shows wouldn't happen without their music. Subscribe at thebuzzerpod.com. Fans and artists can submit their requests to Shay at thebuzzroll.com. Until next time, cheers.